Ladies and gentlemen, I suppose. It's the Mean Green Nation podcast, and, uh, you know, welcome to it. That was once again the music um, coming to you. Oh, so good! Delay. Yeah, just amazing, it's sweet lit. tones. <laughs> it's a great banger. <laughs> so uh, you know, like um, it's kind of weird. The game was on Thursday. Mean the Mean Green haven't had a whole lot of Thursday kind of deals, uh, and we definitely aren't really just uh, recording immediately after. So what it means is that today we're, we're three days out, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? It's a long time has passed. I don't really have the hot sports energy, which is good because I was annoyed as hell, right? Just watching <laughs> them lose. Um, but at the same time, I feel like maybe making the show suffer because it's going to lose a bit of that energy. How do you feel, Mr. Aldo Avino, uh, about the situation? Uh, I mean, I feel tired, <laughs> tired of the season, tired of the, and I, I don't mean just like North Texas football in general, but it's, it's just dragging out. Um, don't know what to expect week to week. And I just feel I need some closure and I don't know if I'll get that with next week or this weekend or, or, or what have you. Yes. Um, so, uh, in case you haven't, uh, realized they moved the game to, um, Friday and it's also in Denton. I think this is like. North Texas had a Power 5 home schedule. And we played like <laughs> eight games at home and like two away. Um, right? With just the one. Where do we play? At uh, at, at um, UTSA. We lost that one. And then at Middle Tennessee. And we won that one. And that's it. Everywhere else has been at home. And we've had a terrible home record. Right? We beat Houston Baptist. We beat uh, Rice at home. And we've got stomped everywhere else. Is that pretty much it? I think so, yeah. So, uh, pretty terrible. Um, it just started at the beginning. I was a little, I was, I felt a little bit good going into the game. That might be just because I wear and I bleed green. But I was thinking, look, these dudes got their ha- butts handed to them, right? Four hundred yards uh, allowed on the ground uh, against UTSA. Um, you know, bad stuff. The offense is terrible. Everybody's like, we got to get better. And I thought that would spur him to play a little bit better, especially at home. Um, if you look at the numbers, they did play better. The defense especially. I think they held uh, Louisiana Tech to something like um, was that less than 400 yards and whatever. They definitely didn't allow 400 yards rushing, right? I think it was 2.8 yards per carry. A lot of good there, right? But they lost. They got blown out because uh, the offense was pretty terrible outside of everybody named Jalen Darden. Uh, I think he might get the the Jalen M. F. and Darlin, you know, uh, like nickname because he's a baller. Three touchdowns on the day. He's the only one that can really do anything. Uh, what is your impression of uh, Darton or the game in general? Just everything. The game in general. Like, were you were you um, excited? Were you hopeful? We didn't get to do our preview podcast, so we didn't get to get it on tape. But what were you going to say about that game? Um, I was hopeful. I, I was more hopeful about that game than I was against San Antonio, UTSA. Um, <laughs> sorry, UTSA. Um, I, you know, I had this this feeling of against UTSA is of of you know just watching them. Uh, they play really good offense. They're pretty balanced. They had a good team. I was thinking, uh, I don't know if we're balanced enough to be able to keep up with that. Uh, even if their offensive output isn't super duper strong uh i don't know if we have the consistency to keep up and and we performed worse than i expected us to going into against louisiana tech i didn't think uh uh louisiana tech was as balanced as utsa so i thought okay well there maybe maybe there's a chance there uh so a little bit more hopeful but still i had in my mouth that that you know (laughs) everything was bad everything is horrible uh even though i had seen some improvements on the defense week by week offense i you, you know you can't predict Who's going to show up this week? 
but the defense I was feeling better about. Um, did Was I surprised that we came out with a loss? Um, not entirely. Yeah. Um, I, I thought we could have won the game, uh, seeing how LaTeX wasn't doing that great. Sure, they kept getting that first down, first down, first down, first down. But I think we still... We, we were able to dig ourselves out of a hole throughout the game, even though we just kept putting ourselves into other holes. Yeah, I mean, I thought that we were doing well enough to to win the game. I mean, just just be honest. Look, I was disappointed, right? And I can't get around it. I was disappointed by the way they came out. I was disappointed by the play calling, by the decision making. Um, I've been saying this before. I think that there are just a lot of, questions in there um like about like Seth and show what they're kind of doing and whatever they uh the defense played okay right like in terms of production the yards scored like Louisiana Tech didn't walk up and down the field on them um you know Israel Tucker had like 37 carries for 181 yards or he had a lot of yards right but he was having to earn them right 40 carries whatever that's a lot of carries for the DA um my problem was that we were giving them second third chances a couple of former players are kind of like, yeah, what's going on here, right? It's, uh, at least on, on, on defense or whatever. Um, the, uh, was it, uh, I, just, I forgot his name. Um, but the, the, the dude that's the son of a coach, LeBlanc, right? Dayton. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had a penalty, uh, gave him a first down. They scored a touchdown on it, right? Like those kinds of things, we gave him too many chances to do that. Uh, if you actually look at the numbers, and I, and I did, I was following the game. Um, we didn't give like so many. It wasn't so completely obvious. Like, well, we gave them, you know, three first downs off of penalties, but we gave them an extra yard here, another chance there. We weren't very disciplined, and there was a couple times when we held them to like a three yard gain. If we just stay there, we didn't. We try to make a superior play, um, and then the guy gets, you know, three, four more yards. Right? There's a lot of instances of that, um, and those are the, we don't keep a track of of that kind of stat like hey blown assignment plays uh you guys were plus 300 yards on blown assignment plays um but i feel like if they did keep that stat north texas would uh i guess be the worst in the conference on that stat does that, does that make oh, sense? I, I would agree yes <laughs> a lot of that stuff um you see a, a guy in position to make a play he doesn't right uh you see a guy that should be in a position to make a play and he's kind of getting there late just little things like that uh, it's frustrating to see, again, on offense, they have to be better. They have to be more crisp. A lot of, um, I, you know, I said, like, I want to say it, uncreativity, right? Just like, uh, uh, just kind of boring play calls. But the one that kills me, and I think killed everybody on Twitter, was uh, we are on the march trying to come back late in the game. Still have a chance. It's like early in the fourth quarter. Three straight runs, Nick Smith up the middle. Uh, it was like four yards, two yards, none yards, then try to throw it incomplete. Uh, and I think if the, anything encapsulates North Texas offense in the last year or two, it's been that. Um, okay, you ran the ball for four yards. Great on first down. That's great. Now let's throw it to our best player who just, you know, evaded the entire Louisiana Tech secondary for his third touchdown of the game. They cannot stop this dude, right? Let's have them run right down the middle, draw the entire defense, and then throw it to somebody, right? Which is what they did on fourth down. Um, but, again, the second aspect of the North Texas offense, it keeps rearing its head, a drop pass. Like Deontay, Thompson, uh, Deontay Simpson sorry, is su- you know, he's super, right? He's, a, he's an amazing talent. He just can't catch the ball consistently, right? He drops passes like that all the time. To be great, you got to make that catch. And... Um, I mean, we'll we'll throw Darden in there too because I think he had another drop in this game. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to blame a guy. I'm like, dude, was it 150 yards receiving, three touchdowns, uh, most of the highlights of the game? Uh, but you know, you really got to stop dropping passes. That is true. He's, he has to stop dropping passes. But I mean, you know, this is why you go to like a, a team that has a superior talent, better talent, that kind of thing. Because they'll hold you to that next standard. You can't just be like, yeah, man, look at it, three touchdowns, I'm the greatest. Uh, and this is not to say that he is doing this. I'm just saying, right, it, it's easy to fall into this trap. If you look around and you're the best dude on the, on the squad, 
how do you get better, right? You got to self-motivate, like Michael Jordan style, take a slight, you know, make up, make up, you know, uh, uh, slights and whatever. Um, yeah, for me, that was it. That was the worst part of watching the game. Like once three straight runs into the line and then an incomplete drop pass, right? Uh, that was the game. Like North Texas didn't actually lose at that point, but that was basically the game. And I look at Seth Luttrell for that one, like, what are you doing? And then I look at Deontay Simpson and say, what are you doing, right? Where you at on that, man? Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm there with you, but let me add the context to the frustration of uh, the the defense stepping up, getting the ball back, uh, mm-hmm. not allowing a touchdown. I think it was, was it an interception or? or um... Well, that, that's the thing. They intercepted the ball like immediately after that, so it felt like, well, maybe we still got a chance, but it was another two minutes off the clock, right? Like we needed to score on that one. Anything, it was points. I think after that interception, we ended up kicking a field goal. Which made sense at the time, right? You're just like, well, the field yeah. goal. And then it was wide right by like a mile, right? As far as El Paso <laughs> is from Houston, that's how far the ball. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, it was, yeah. And um, yeah, if, if he was lining up in like, you know, Eagle Pass or whatever, <laughs> the kick, instead of kicking it to, to El Paso, he kicked it to Houston is what it happened. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so the defense is able to give the offense the ball back. And something that they had been struggling to do yep. all game, mm-hmm. they're stepping up finally, getting things in order. Uh, it's looking good. It's looking like a real football team. Then the offense gets it. And I feel like, you know, they up to that point, they were they were moving the ball. They were scoring touchdowns. Uh, Darn was getting open. But at that point, I feel like Latrell overthought it. Yeah. Like, oh, I know they're going to come after Darden. And I know Bean has been struggling a little bit. They're not going to expect a run on first down. That's, that was fine, though. He got four <laughs> yards. Like, great. Hey, hand clap. Second and six <laughs> is a great position to be in. You can yeah. literally do almost anything. But you uh, know what they're not going to expect? <laughs> another run. Another. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is that, like, that – I'm sure, and again, it goes to execution, right? Because I'm like, I'm sure South of Trail's like, look, it was lined up. We had the look we wanted. The safeties are back, or they were probably doubling Darden. The, they were lining up, right? They stuck Darden all the way, basically as far as you can go, uh, while still being on the field, right? They're going to double stack wide. And the idea is to stretch the defense and get the matchups you want. And you're saying, you know what? If everybody gets a hat on the hat here, we have a man advantage, and we like Nick Smith versus you know the the Phil player here, and we're gonna we're gonna get some yards, and that is an understandable strategy. But again, situational football. At that moment, they had demonstrated that they could not guard Jalen Darden, and I mentioned this was last week when I talked about sometimes you can get too clever, right? That whole uh, LeBron James play. Like, look, everybody knows you're going to get the ball, so what we're going to do, LeBron, we're going to stick you on the far side of the court, and we're going to give the ball to Kyle Korver, right? You're, just, you're like, that sounds good, but how about we just give the ball to LeBron James? You know what I mean? Again, if you're on the Bulls, you know what? Let me look at this. Uh, let's give it the ball to Michael Jordan. If you're on the Mavericks, let's uh, let's call up the play that puts the ball in Luka Doncic's hands, right? You know, you know what? I, I I really like the way you know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Get the ball into your best player's hands. Make them defend that dude because you know, like in a pinch, they can make another play. Right in football, it's a little different, but the idea is like put Darden in a position where he has something like a two way go. Right, get him on the right. Right, trips to the left and say Darden versus whoever they got. If they double him, then your guys are open. Then your there's your decoy, but you know, have them run a little option route, get open. Let's run the get open Darden play. We can get them the ball, right? And then make something happen, right? Then you can throw it short of the sticks. It's second and six. You could short throw it the three yards. The play that he had, he had uh, executed amazingly well, like twice already, scored a touchdown, right? They threw a one yard pass. He turns it into a fourteen yard yeah. touchdown. Let's do that play. You know, don't don't dig into the well. Just just do your base plays that you've been successful with, and and don't do the play that you haven't been successful with the set last three or four four games. Mm-hmm. You know, the a gap has not been there for us uh, running the ball up the middle behind the center or behind inside the 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 guards. 
I'm telling you, run it to the left. <laughs> I've been harping on this several <laughs> weeks. Is uh, you know, go into the to the B gap, C gap. Um, and with a guy like Nick Smith, he's not a big guy. Oscar Attaway hasn't had success running it up up the middle, and he's the biggest dude. Yeah. Nick Smith is 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 not a big guy, and he's not a pile pusher. Stretch the field, run it to 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 a, a, a certain direction. Yeah, it's great that he got four yards off the bat, but you've got this momentum going with Darn you, in the passing game at least. You know, Bean has finally got some rhythm going, and and you put the defense back on the field. They're already they're already tired as it is. Why not? Put your team on a chance to succeed. You know, set them up for success by by giving them their favorite play. Uh, you know, so like he runs it again, right? It ends up being a two yard gain. So I agree, I agree with everything you say. So then you got third and was at four, right? Another great position to be in. And the the most egregious call, they run it again up the middle. Now well, again, not it, not just that though. No. It wasn't just a run up the middle. They were they were <laughs> toying. They were toying that they were gonna because they were moving Darden around. They were they yeah. were making it seem like they were gonna throw a screen pass to Darden uh, on the far side of the field, but but they don't do that. They run it up the middle. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was whatever you want to call it. Poor execution. Well, who's the coach, right? Who's supposed to help them execute better, right? You can't just be like, you guys got to do better. What are they doing wrong, right? Or it's not blocking well. To me, again, um, I'd like to see on four downs in a crucial situation that we don't just use our best dude as a decoy on like a screen pass, right? Snap the ball, look at him, right? Let him run a route and then try something else. I, I, I understand that you can't force the ball to him. I understand that, um, you know, you can get some advantages by moving him, you know, making the defense react to him and then, then running it elsewhere. I totally get that. But I feel like you have already done that, right? It's like, hey, they know my best pitch is a fastball, but watch this changeup. It's like, all right, cool, cool. Uh, you got strike one. Uh, now how about another changeup? Okay. <laughs> and then a changeup again. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, all right. You're not really changing it up because you're never throwing a fastball. Throw the fastball, right? Um, and and uh, like that – that was kind of that last one there where uh, um, we, I think we moved Darden in motion. He crossed the middle of the field, like three tech dudes walked with him. And uh, Deontay Simpson was open across the middle, uh, hit him in the hands. He drops it. Right. I don't love that. We went to that play, a passing play to sort of Darden. Like that, that was a, let's make that the second down play or let's make that the third down play. Because I could live with that, right? Let's not put Deontay Simpson in a moment where he must make a catch. The must-make-a-catch play, let's let's throw that to Dart. But, yeah, I mean, I know you can't always control that, but you see what I'm saying, right? I'd yeah. like, yeah. Um, let's throw it twice to Darden, right? Because I think he'd earned it at, by that point. Three touchdowns again, right? He got open whenever he, basically he wanted. Um, to me, again, that was, that was the most frustrating part, and I think it was indicative of just the larger problems on North Texas right now. Uh, defensively, yeah, they played better. They got the stops when we needed them. Um, you know, uh, you'd like to see a little bit better play in the first half so they don't absolutely need these stops later, right? And it's not a two, three score game. It's just maybe a score, one score game. Also, the kicking game sucked. All three phases had a part in losing this one tremendously. And, you know, I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's just been the case this whole season about this inconsistency. Uh, we can say what we want about the defense; um, they've improved every week. You know, the the yardage might not say so, but I feel like, and the points may not say so, but but you know, looking at it closely, and the win loss record, <laughs> and the win loss record. <laughs> but if you look at it closely, you know, you, you don't yeah. have guys that are lost anymore. Yeah. You just have guys shooting the gap way too early. And leaving no one there to defend the guy when when he's when he when he breaks a tackle, um, those are the problems we've been seeing now. Which is which is great because you don't have to teach them the scheme anymore. You're teaching them, hey, be patient. You know, hold back on that gap before you shoot through it. Make sure you see your guy before you try to get him. Um, and and if you go back and watch this game, you'll see that the reason these guys are running free is because the linebackers or or, or whoever needs, is supposed to be there, the safety, whatever, 
uh, the Nickelback are, are are gone. They they just run run through the alley and 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 the the um, I'm sure the 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 running back is like uh okay <laughs> all right I'll just I'll just continue running that sounds great step through here but anyway the point is uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and I feel like. And this is kind of going in in a different topic, but but you know I've always felt like this is going to, was going to be the rebuild year. I was thinking we're going to get get three wins. Uh, I was thinking we're not do, going to do great. This, we're going to go through our lumps, but um, that next year is the year that that would be um, much better than this one. And I think that's the direction that that as excited as we we got early on in the year, that's the direction that that we've been heading this whole time. And and the defense will be much improved next year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't I don't disagree, right? I, I like I, I thought that there was room in this one, and you, you know, I, I kind of mentioned this before, right? I don't like punting on any year because you never know, right? You don't know who gets injured or what happens, right? You can't just say, hey, well, we don't care about this one. We're not going to try so hard to win this game because, hey, senior year, the guy's going to be great, and then he gets injured, or you you never know, right? Um, it's, it's like that championship game. Uh, that was the only one we've been to. When we're like, hey, if you if you got some of the reaction afterwards, you're like, well, hey, Mason Fine's only a sophomore. This team's getting better. It's only skies, just blue skies from here on out, right? It's going to be great. Well, North Texas never got back or hasn't got back since, right? Uh, and hasn't really been close uh, but, but for one year. And, um, you know, like same thing with the bowl games. The first one we went to, we shouldn't be here. We can't whatever, lose the army in overtime. You know that was a chance to t- pick up a win. That was the e- that was the closest bowl game matchup that North Texas had of the three. Right, the next one was mm-hmm. the New Orleans Bowl, and they got stomped. And then the the following one was Utah State, and they got stomped. So um, you have to take full advantage of the opportunities that you have in front of you. So for me, I was very disappointed that in a league that is winnable, right? You saw what Rice did to Marshall uh, this weekend. Uh, you saw what Western Kentucky did to Charlotte this weekend. I made the point on uh, Conference USA report that, like, look, um, everybody's talking about, like, Coastal Carolina taking on BYU and getting a win. Marshall, it was Marshall's weekend, right? You blow, you beat up on Rice. It was very beatable, right? Marshall's a very good team. You beat up on Rice. Then you get all the accolades, right? Right here, right now is an opportunity. If there was a season to get a, a, a group of five team in that conversation – it's where you put the hurting on rice. You take full advantage. You play like this is your championship game. They didn't do that. Five interceptions by that guy, whatever. North Texas is very, very similar. That we're not very good, but we're not that bad. Like There's no team that you look in conference USA and say, look, nine times out of ten that team's beating us because they're just stacked from top to bottom. No, right? If a guy goes down, then all of a sudden their entire offense is you know it's gone, whatever. Right? You could beat anybody in this league. Uh, the range is not very wide, and I didn't feel that North Texas took full advantage of that. And so, like again, why? Why didn't they do that? Well, is it just the talent disparity? No, I think there's a lot of talent in North Texas. A uh, friend of the show, Greg Godecker, tweeted this. Uh, he said, like, hey, play the young guys on defense because they're the ones doing the most, right? Yeah, we, we ended up getting a, uh, uh, Lorenzo Thompson out there playing nickelback. Uh, you know, that tells me that our our first string defensive backs are non good right now. So we're like, all right, freshmen, y'all get in here. Uh, you uh, depth chart wide receiver, you get out here because we're going to need you at, at DB. That means you did a big swing and a miss on uh, at defensive back. Um, same thing with moving the Murphys down from linebacker where apparently they sucked. They're like, yeah, they were terrible playing linebacker. Uh, but again, this is an aside. Uh, and I know I've been like four sides in a row. But it tells me that Refford saw something in them because uh, he helped recruit them, right? You know, whatever they to be linebackers, and I think he saw them as pass rushing linebackers, which is where they're succeeding at pass rushing. Uh, EJ Ajia was our leading uh, uh, sack getter when he was, you know, when we had a solid defense here. Um, you know, I could see him looking at those guys and saying these guys are going to be monsters, uh, you know, blitzing. But Bowen has them doing something different. They're not as good, whatever. Um, you know, a lot of misses where we're moving guys around, like let's get the practice squad linebackers, put them at rush end. That's our best option. Uh, wide receiver, come over here, play defensive back. That's our best option. Um, first year corner, you're starting now, right? 
uh, that's our best option. That tells me we're missing a lot. It's good we have the talent to, you know, they're coming in producing, but, you know, we're having to go deep down the depth chart and move things around and get creative, which means we didn't have the tools, right? We didn't have the grocery list. Uh, you know, we didn't buy the, the things we needed. Um, offensively, it's execution to me uh, and in play calling. But we have, if the defense plays better and in whatever, do we need a QB coach that's not, you know, uh, being charged with crimes? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't know if that's the biggest difference, but, you know, I'm sure it wouldn't hurt. Uh, yeah. So all that to say, I don't disagree with you, but I feel like we missed a big opportunity this year. Um, I think you can miss a big opportunity conference, you say, every any year for the reasons you 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 listed um but we also had a big old changeover in staff um on offense on defense and and what have you um you know literal went scorched earth because he wanted to say okay this is serious business and and this is how we run things you know um so there was an adjustment there and there was going to be an adjustment period and and i kind of felt that um especially after the fiasco with with bodie reader and um, and this was the outcome of it. Um, we we are seeing some improvements, you know, whether that be because people are learning the scheme or you're putting in guys that were are just you know flat out better than who's in there now. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to next year. I mean, I haven't, uh, uh, you know, th- this year's over. There's no there's no ends or buts about it. Um, but it's a throw a year <laughs> regardless. It's it's 2020 COVID year, you know. If guys want to come back, like Tyreek Davis wants to come back, uh, we'll, we'll have him back. It's it's um, you know let, let them get their their reps in, especially the the young guys. Uh, we had a good class come in. We've had several highly ranked classes in a row, and and kind of like with Marshall a couple of years ago, we were talking about how Marshall had some you know some number one recruit, recruiting classes, and everybody was like, oh Marshall this <laughs> Marshall that whatever, and now they're they're yeah. ranked. You know that that, that well, they were is, right, but yeah, yeah, they they were right. So that that's where where all that all that um, uh, roster building comes into play. You know, you got to be patient, and wait for it to play out. Um, and yeah, so, I, I think that you're uh, we're saying the same thing, and I did say that we agree um, in, in that aspect. Like, talent gives you more leeway. I mentioned this before, right? Like. A talented wide receiver has a bigger catch radius, right? He's also two yards ahead. He's two, you know, he gives you a two-yard window of being open versus like a one-yard window or no-yard window, right? Like that's talent. Um, you know, a talented quarterback can sling the ball off his back foot. He didn't make the read because he's inexperienced, but you know what? He could chuck the ball in there, and you're like, wow, how do you make that play, right? Talent gives you more leeway. And I think I don't disagree with anything you said. We have talent on the squad, so we're not just bottoming out. We're not UTEP out here. We don't have three dudes from the secondary uh, transferring the way they did, uh, or the way they do. Or same thing with like uh, Southern Miss. Same same kind of deal. We're in a good spot, but I feel like you know. So that means the standards different, right? It means that cool. That's part of the job getting getting talent in here. Also, part of the job is making do with that talent, right? We saw. The cohort, the the when did the twenty sixteen cohort, right? Frank Wilson, Seth Luttrell come in. One guy had talent there already. He recruited talent. Um, he didn't succeed with that talent because he couldn't make a decision. He was flailing all over the place. He's like, all right, this time you're going to be the offensive coordinator. Nope, that sucks. Uh, you're going to be the offensive coordinator. Nope, that sucks. Now we don't have. You know, I mean, it, it it compounded the problems. Um, I don't want North Texas to get into that habit. And I feel like we kind of used up a lot of goodwill. I wrote about this. It's, it's my theory about that kind of goodwill. You can have a losing season. And depending on how good you did before that, that uses up only so much goodwill, right? Okay. You had a losing season, fine. But the next time you have a losing season, I feel like it doubles, right? If whatever, if you lose the, the what is it, the half-life of goodwill, uh, is is greater doubles after the second losing season. And that's kind of what happened here. I mentioned it. Last year, we were supposed to be a little bit more competitive. We were bad, four and eight. You fire both, uh, you know, coordinators. Where does that put us? Um, that put, you expect to see better, but now we're having the expected terrible season. Well, we already used up all our, you know, all our juice on the on that one. That was a lot of goodwill you used up there. You don't have a whole lot in the bank. You got to build it up. 
And it works the same way, right? Um, Seth Luttrell, first season, get to the bowl game, five wins. Everybody's like, this is great. It's so amazing to see this. It's amazing. Next time, nine wins. Amazing. We're on the trajectory. You know, everybody on GoMeanGreen.com is going crazy. Then he does a nine-win season again, and everybody's a little disappointed, right? Go to a bowl game again and lose in a bowl game. Like, the results were the same, like the exact same, but everybody's a little disappointed, right? Nine wins doesn't do it anymore. It's the same way. Like, you get another SEC championship for Alabama. Nobody's real excited, right? Because they've already had better, you know, and and, uh, the same way, diminishing returns that way. Um, You know, your wins don't mean as much, and your losses mean more, you know, the more you lose them. I use them. So uh, I think that this is all natural. And that's why I was concerned about it. Like, hey, last year was a big swing and a miss in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know that switching everything and, and changing it all up was the right move. Uh, the offense, whatever. I think, you know, I would have liked him to see to stay a little bit more with what worked, even if he didn't like it, just because you couldn't use up that goodwill. Now... You know, like this year, if this, this is the first losing season, what would be saying a lot of what we said last year? I'd be like, well, you know, we got to trust them. We knew it was going to be tough. We lose Mason Fine. They had a good season last year. You know, four straight bowl games, probably what I said. You know, whatever. Have a losing season. It's fine. Rebuild, retool, whatever. Look forward to next year. But now we're like, hey, same problems. <laughs> you know, what's what's happening? Yeah, and and you're you're looking back, you know, trying to do the hindsight game and seeing if if you were if you could see any red flags happening there, yeah. or or if there was just mistakes that are compounding itself, yeah. and and there's not really any way for Latrell and and staff to dig themselves out of it this yeah. year, um, and it's it's definitely dis- disappointing because you know you when you're Putting together a, a five-win season, which will, would get you into the bowl game, and after that one and eleven season, yeah. and and you know, Latrell talking about how you like to ref, reference the the one and eleven crap, yeah. <laughs> and um, so it's you feel like like during those years that that the program is is finally grown up because mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, as many faults as Dan McCarney had, he created this sense of accountability in the program. But it attracted a lot of people, and when it hit to that point that you know we had to fire him, but at least there was a certain base level of accountability of things that uh, that that uh, we we knew we could reach these goals of going to a bowl game. Uh, uh, what's yeah, it called? Why not North Texas? Yeah, <laughs> not, that. yeah exactly. I'm trying to remember the bowl name, not the House of Dallas, but yeah. <laughs> the Heart of Dallas Bowl. Yeah, Heart of Dallas. <laughs> that, that. Anyway, that that was a goal that was reachable. We could do it. And and we didn't have to have a a, a top tier team to get there, yeah. uh, and so that attracted ta- uh, coaching talent like like Seth Luttrell and and Graham Harrell, and and so they're able to turn it around real quick. We're we're seeing this happening real fast, and we're excited, uh, but we're not seeing some of these small mistakes that start to build up and build up and build up that led to last year's record and and some of the results that that we're seeing this year. Yeah, I mean. Uh, a lot of it, like Dan McCartney failed. You know, a lot of people say he just didn't recruit well, um, and like his style of coaching didn't really fit, like a little bit more of a modern thing. But I think what he did a lot of was say, "I know what a college football program needs to look like. I've been the head coach at a at Iowa State. I've been the defensive line coach over here at Florida. I know what it should look like, and we should approach that level." And we started doing those things, and so we started winning games, right? You could see it. Hey, like, we don't look like we don't – like we're in, we shouldn't be on the same field as this team. We look competent. We just don't look as good. And we got to the point where we're winning, right? Like, hey, a defense would have planned and some talent. Offense would have planned and some talent. Um, now, that plan wasn't always good enough. Uh, the players weren't being – you know, we weren't getting the players we wanted that would fit the scheme, et cetera, et cetera, right? It, it just, you know. Again, next stage didn't work out. Um, I think, obviously, QB evaluation was very suspect in that regime. This one, Seth Luttrell, like you said, it's like, hey, this is a little bit more modern, uh, you know, current. Like, it's the next step. Baseline is that we have a FBS program, right, caliber, like you said. Uh, And Dan McCartney had to lay that groundwork. He did a lot of the work there. So, cool. He's like, we have that. 
next step is doing better, right? Reaching the upper echelon of offense and, you know, hiring, you know, modern, you know, coaches that kind of see what modern recruiting is like. I think Latrell's done a hell of a job of recruiting. We're top five last three or four years, kind of depending, you know, they, they keep a couple of dudes that don't even make the team. But by whatever measure you want, we're getting guys in here. Deontay Simpson, talent. Uh, Jalen Darden, talent. He came in first year, right? He was a 2017 freshman, yeah. So he was good. Obviously, Mason Fine. Um, you know, Jair Shorter, who's hurt, you know. Uh, he's a talent. Lots of dudes. Right? Ogan Macon, is, he's a talent, but he maybe he's not reaching the levels we expected. A lot of dudes, though, right? There's a whole depth chart there. Nick Smith, uh, DeAndre Torrey, um, you know, Oscar Attaway. A lot of dudes that are really good. And you need that. You absolutely need that. Um, haven't been so good defensively. And I think if there's an area of improvement, it's finding some way to improve the defense. It doesn't need to be world-class Nick Saban, you know, bringing, uh, you know, cutting-edge defense. It just needs some, needs some defense that helps you win games. That's it. Right now, it's just that. And then the next step, the next step of growing and becoming better is, like, one that could shut down everybody, blah, 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 right, solve those problems. That's what Nick Saban did, right? He was like, look, my offense not working. Let me get better. Let me hire the guys that are going to move my offense from good enough to great to, hey, this is cutting-edge college football stuff to, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and something like defense here and Conference USA, if we just hit average, we could make it big. <laughs> we could make it big time. Mm-hmm. But look at UTSA. If you look at their stats on, on both sides of the ball, Pretty they're mediocre. average. Yeah, and Very yeah, good. yeah, and, and this is not a knock on UTSA. It's it's just trying to explain that the level of of success you need to make it in Conference USA, and they're what, number one in the, in the division currently, asterisk on it? Yeah, yeah. And, and so... That's what you need. Uh, our offense, you know, has been mercurial, you know, up and down throughout yeah. the season. But it's like top flight, big numbers, this and that um, um, offense. But but the defense has been so difficult to to you know bring it up to the level that we saw it uh, against La Tech uh, that it has led to so many losses. And and so once we get if we get the defense to at least an average level in terms of getting those stops. Not not giving up so many yards, uh, better third down efficiency, or I mean, in the case against LaTeX, a better fourth down efficiency. Um, so against Middle Tennessee, right? Our offense ridiculously good, right? It was just uh, you know a plus plus, right? Seven hundred yards, can't get better than that. Cool, uh, but the defense was a little suspect, right? They were getting some stops, but they allowed twenty one in the first quarter, or whatever. Uh, against Rice, a month later. Defense kind of got punched in the mouth. You give them like maybe a B plus. It was like twelve tackles for loss. You know, really good, but allowed some things. B plus in the in the first quarter, um, but pretty solid the whole way. Offense maybe a C plus to B minus. They scored enough, but they had some trouble. Right? They, they kind of started out slow. UTSA defense C C minus. Right? Four hundred yards of loud rushing. Couldn't get those same kind of stops. Uh, and then the offense, like a, a C minus, also like couldn't do anything, right? Just in their own way. Against Tech, uh, defense, it's again back to that B minus, maybe C plus, kind of depending on where you are, because they made a lot of mistakes. But they got some of those stops in there, and like basically played winning football or good enough football. And then the offense was like C minus, C plus area, right? Like it, it got started too late, uh, and then didn't do enough late. Um, you know, just kind of fizzled out. That's how I see it, and, and, you know, like, I think it's the same point that you're making here is that it's just incomplete, inconsistent. If every week we knew we can get a C-plus, B-minus effort from the defense, then we know, hey, offense just needs to get, you know, B-minus, B-plus every time. But sometimes they they end up hurting each other. Like, offense doesn't have it, and the defense is just completely terrible, so we're getting blown out. Or, hey, the offense is moving the ball but they absolutely need to because the defense is completely terrible again. Or it's somewhere in between, like we've seen, depending on when the offense gets started against Rice, it was early enough. Uh, against Tech, too late. You know, it, it ends up being a loss. And, I mean, full credit to all the teams we played because I think they saw what Middle Tennessee was, was getting beat at, and they said, we're not going to let that happen to us. 
and Rice didn't let Bean get loose. Uh, I mean, he didn't run for a long one, but uh, UTSA definitely didn't let him get loose. Tech didn't let him get loose. And they're saying, you know, I said this before, we, we're not going to let you beat us that way, right? Jason Bean, you're going to have to beat us with your arm. And Bean hasn't been able to do that. But also, his support staff hasn't been able to do that, right? Like, we're just like, hey, man, we know that you're 1 of 12 throwing that route, but let's call that route again and see if you can make it this time. <laughs> At some point, it's like, let's let's change it up. Let's be successful. And, and um, I get it. I get, you know, I get it. Like, no, we need in our offense, we need you to make this throw. Cool, right? But let's also add another throw that you can make, right? Let's... I thought they did a little bit of that. Throw it to Bean short. I mean, to to Darden short and let him move the ball, uh, and it, that worked. But I don't think we saw enough of it. Also, let's throw that same pass to Simpson because he can move in the open field, right? Let's throw that same pass to to Tory because he can move in the open field, right? Let's make them all have to guard in space, and then then we'll have them floated up there to to Simpson deep so Deontay Simpson could drop it again. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say something. Yeah, I mean, in the case with Jason Bean, I mean, I think there he's he's thinking too much and he's hearing footsteps. You you see yeah. it because uh, you know the right side of the offensive line is where we're having we're seeing some issues, especially when they're getting rushed. Mm-hmm. And and Dart, uh, excuse me, uh, Bean hears the footsteps uh, a little too soon, and he starts looking side to side to see where it's coming from, and to see where he's going to run, mm-hmm. um, which is which is not good. I mean. When you get hit so many times, um, yeah. you don't want to get hit anymore. Uh, so the 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 play calling needs to change. Where he's just get you know he didn't, isn't given so many keys. He just needs to read it and react, yeah. and if not bail and um, and give him some more uh, running plays. A lot of the, the times he's gotten loose is because the play the passing play breaks down and, and he's got to run for his life. And I'm not seeing as many design runs for him whether it's option or a draw or, or a boot out or, or something you know yeah. he's he's the 10 a, a sub 11 second 100 yard runner i mean he's yeah. fast yeah i mean let's do a little more speed option let's do a little more speed option let's uh let's have him if he's gonna get hit because he's gonna right it's football let's have him like do it where he's seeing where the hit's gonna come from and not get hit from behind or tackle from behind in a drop back or something um, I want to use the next 10 or so minutes to kind of preview the next game because it's coming up. We're not going to really have a whole lot of time this week uh, uh, to kind of drop another preview podcast. And also, I don't know how many times you can say the exact same thing. Uh, <laughs> these games are losing importance, right? So we're not going to be able to like, break down the, the um, <laughs> what I say before, the, like, the, the scenario. I was like, all right, North Texas wins. Then they'll qualify. It's, it's just the last game of the season, basically. So... Um, what are you expecting from UTEP, who I think is terrible? Um, but I feel like we always play UTEP to end the season, and then they always beat us because we don't take them seriously. Yeah, we always play down to our competition. Um, I think, I mean, on paper, it should be a win, right? Yeah. Uh, UTEP hasn't looked great. Um, you know, they haven't had big games to, to speak of. Like North Texas has had big games to speak of, and and when we play a a, a team that has a glaring weaknesses like like your, your uh, Middle Tennessee or, or Southern Miss, when we don't get in our way, we pretty much dominate the the game, right? Uh, so I feel like like this would be our fourth win of, of the season, but it it is North Texas, it is twenty twenty, <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, that that's a that's a toughie. Um, yeah, they they struggled with Abilene Christian. Uh, they beat Louisiana Monroe. They got beat by Charlotte. Uh, you know, Charlotte. Yeah, they're getting better. They, they you know they they blew us out. So whatever. UTSA dominated them fifty two to twenty one. Um, and I mean, you could say UTSA did the same thing to us. So maybe Tech beat them twenty one seventeen. Kind of struggled with them. Uh, I really don't know what to expect except for that we should win because they are not very good defensively and they lost three of their best players in the secondary uh, to transfer. I mean, I just don't really see it. Um, you know, they, their offense is a little bit like pretty much every conference USA offense nowadays. They like to uh, a little bit of power run. They mix it up, you know, like a few gap runs, some zone stuff inside outside zone. 
Uh, they like to get their quarterback on the move when they can, uh, but kind of depending on the talent they have back there. Um, they're not their current crop of quarterbacks. Are not they're not blowing you away. Um, so you don't really have to worry about like pinpoint accuracy. Like, man, we just got to get to this guy now, or else he's gonna pick us apart. Not really that. Um, you know, like I said, defensively, but just overall, they gave UTSA a pretty good game in the first half of that one. But then it just it got blown open. Like UTSA ran all over them, uh, much like they did us. So uh, if I'm Seth Luttrell, I imagine the the game plan is like, look, we like our run game. Let's keep that up. Um, and we'll just keep doing what we're doing, just to execute it better. That seems to be Seth Luttrell's mo. I don't really see us trying to pick anything specific to target. Something we um, complained about, but yeah. I feel like against UTEP, we're gonna see. I mean, if there was a game that I wanted to see Bean end with, it would be this one, because uh, UTEP pass defense isn't great. This will give uh, Bean a better opportunity, a more you know, confidence building game to, to end the season with, to go into 2021. 20, uh, yeah. um, so I, I'm hoping we'll see more of, of being uh, throwing it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him throw for like three, 400 yards. Um, I imagine that what we'll see is like being run all over him the way he did middle Tennessee. Uh, that was a deal. Is that like, no, when I think I told this to Billy friend of the show on Twitter, it's like Bean hasn't had, to stand tall and deliver a lot of these passes like you mentioned he's getting happy feet blah 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 hearing footsteps um and so i'd like to see him do that like if there's ever a time to say all right let's let's really try to hit these things uh it's after we get up 14 and then say okay let's work on some things not you know when we're down already um yeah let's get some points on the board we haven't scored on our first drive all season i don't think except maybe against HBU, uh, we have to start quick. So let's not work on anything. Let's do what we believe. Let's get our five most explosive plays, and it'll run those plays. Those are, those are going to be it, right? Let's see. What did uh, blown coverage, the one we threw to, to Darden, let's run that one. Uh, being escaping on a, on a read option, let's run that one. Um, what was the other one? Another big play, the... Just a deep shot to Jair Shorter, but we got Deontay Simpson on that one. Let's run that one. Like those need to be part of the package on that first drive, because uh, we need to score. We need to score quickly, or else everybody's going to be like, "Oh no, here we go again." <laughs> yeah, on on whatever sheet of paper that that Seth Latrope, you know, crouches on the sidelines and is looking at, he unfolds it. All it should be is four plays. Like ask Madden, <laughs> play A, play B, play C, and play D. One run play and three pass plays. Yeah. That's what I want to see for uh, for uh, Friday. Yeah, dude. Let's keep it simple. Get this win. I think it would do a lot of good for everyone to see North Texas go out. What a big win, right? 50, 60 points. Let's get another 700 yards on the on the board. Um, whatever. I think that that's going to do a lot better for everyone in this program. Um, you know, from the donors, from the, the janitor guys, all the way up to Ren Baker himself, right? It's going to make everybody feel good going through this offseason. I don't know that everybody can stomach another, like, we got to get this guy out of here, that kind of deal. Um, I don't know if Seth Luttrell is on the hot seat. Kind of asked around. Nobody's really saying anything. Not even like, that's ridiculous. How dare you? I don't think he is, right? I don't <laughs> even think that is the case. But I'm like, you know what? Everybody's asking. They might as well ask it. Uh, nobody's said anything yet. Um, but... You know, I think that those that faction of people saying that kind of stuff uh, will get a little louder if they lose to UTEP. And I won't have any. I have, I'll have nothing to defend them with. Like, well, you know, UTEP is a tough team. They got all that orange <laughs> on, and it's difficult. They're a storied program. <laughs> yeah, if you if you ask if if Latrell's in the hot seat, it'd be more like ah, kind of feeling like, yeah. nah, well, maybe. Uh, this would not be the year to ask that. I think next year's the year to ask that. I mean. Uh, still the, the, the program of offense, I should say the offense is still one of the national leaders. Yeah. Rushing and passing. A lot of talent uh, in here. Everybody we're top 10, um, nationally on offense. And so there's things to work with. Um, yeah. we're, we're bringing in more talent this year and, and Poundland is developing. We've got some good guys and we just need to be, 
I'm, I'm always the one that, that, that wants to be patient. And, um, and so with, with a big win against UTEP, I think that we'll, we'll have some positive momentum going into, uh, the spring. Yeah. Yeah. I think all told this was, like you said, about what was expected within the range of possibilities. Right. Um, I think that, yeah, I mean, my, my season prediction, like before when I wrote the preview for the season, I was a little bit more positive because I looked at it like, Hey, this defense should be better because last year was their rough year, right? Like growing pains. Now they should be growing into it. Uh, wasn't the case. And some of that, you know, you blame on the coordinator, some of the changes, I don't know, maybe the, the COVID whatever, but I didn't see that jump that I expected to see. Um, it, you know, like just from from bad to poor mistake prone to hey pretty solid that's what i expected and instead it was from bad mistake prone to what the hell right like awful no speed on the secondary guys out of position you know confusion awful um offensively i said i thought that was going to be our struggle area i was like hey if the defense can kind of carry the offense as they get through some of these growing pains like being trying to figure out like growing into his own I expected a little bit of a version of that 2016 year that we saw uh, what's-his-face have, uh, Mason Fine, where he had to learn through it, right? I was like, that's what I expected. And so I, I anticipated some struggles. I didn't like that we didn't let Bean grow through those struggles. Instead, we're doing a flip-flop, Asanani, Jason Bean, Asanani. Nobody's ever learning. So I, I, that's what, I, what disappointed me, that the defense didn't grow. Uh, also, special teams, terrible. Missed field goals. Like, North Texas hasn't been a, a program where, like, missed field goals were, like, a thing. It was always like, ah, the coverage is bad. Now it's like, well, missed field goals, they're everywhere. Can't trust the kicking game. Also, who knows what's going to happen on a kick return, you know? <laughs> I mean, so, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been frustrating watching all the phases of, of this um, team struggle tremendously and and be the issue be the thing that that loses the game it, you know in southern miss all of them failed at wrong, uh, failed at the same time yeah so i guess that's a good thing uh that they all failed at the same time rather than spreading it out through several games <laughs> yeah uh but yeah that that game was still in hand through the fourth quarter but we ended up losing it because of fumbles and and fumbles there fumbles here fumbles there yeah and so i know because of the nature of college football it's cyclical that you can't just say, "Hey guys, you remember five years ago when we were in this situation?" Because you have to. All right, so you have to you have to get the new freshmen to learn some of the same things that you, you feel like are foundational. And yeah, you want your seniors to teach the underclassmen that kind of thing, but sometimes they don't translate. Right? Every senior can't be the perfect senior and teach everything to the next guy. You're gonna have to relearn some lessons. Some of your talented dudes are gonna have to be. They're going to have to learn the lessons themselves. They're going to have to be in a tough situation, and they're going to fail, right? You can't always learn and come this close and say, man, that was close, guys. We could have almost lost that game. Glad I learned that lesson. Won't happen again. Sometimes you have to drop the game, the potential game-winning pass, to learn your lesson. So for me as a fan, I adjust my expectations to say that could happen. These are, these are the things that could happen. We could see some of that deal here, right? We could see... Some of our guys, um, you know, lose a game because they dropped the pass that they shouldn't have, make a mistake that's going to lose something. That's all fine, right? That happens. Um, is that this season or was some of that coaching? I don't know. And that's what's concerning to me. I'm like, were we losing these games because the coaches don't know the lesson? Because that's, uh, hey, Seth Luttrell, you should have these lessons, right? You should know what to call. You should know not to call this thing or whatever. Or is it just player execution? Player execution, I could deal with because of what I said, right? These are young guys haven't had the chance to be in the moment. But if it's coach execution, I'm less forgiving of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and there's a lot of factors into why I was thinking we weren't going to win that many games this season. And, uh, you know, part of it was attrition. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of guys still still coming. You know, we're re retaining a lot of, of players on defense and, and this and that. But, as you were, you were talking about, you know, we've got seniors that will teach the underclassmen this, these, this and that. And if I think of a, of a senior, I can't, I can't think of a name uh, that would be the guy that would be teaching the underclassmen this and that. You know, back in the day, you would be thinking of one of the or guys or, or Nate Brooks or that this guy or that guy that, that would teach the underclassmen. But, but I can't name one guy that would be that person on defense on this team. 
Yeah, and that could be all of it, right? That could be the entire issue. I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't think that it helps that we're just saying, all right, all the freshmen, all the underclassmen, the young guys, you're going to get in because you're the ones making the play. Because I feel that puts us behind a little bit. That means if we're going to make that decision, then do it. Everybody that's young needs to play because they need to be ready for next season. Otherwise, as I said, we're going through that cycle and we're not synced up. Which is kind of what happened last year, I thought. Yeah. We had a lot of young guys playing defense. And, you know, Mason Fine's obviously a senior. We had, a, you know, other seniors on the squad there. I'm like, well, offense should be ready to execute and do make all those things happen while the defense is catching up. Uh, it was sort of like that, but, the, you know, the offense was bad. They didn't execute every time. They were making mistakes. Some of that was, you know, Bussy Jr. was injured, uh, this, that, and the other, whatever. Um, I think a lot of that was a coaching change, right? Guy's not in the right spot. Uh, some of it was that, like, Jair Shorter was kind of getting there. He was, he wasn't, you know, because he, he's a young guy. Uh, he had to step up early. So we just had a mismatch in cohorts. And I know, like, Billy's talked about this before, like, on the recruiting board or whatever. But ideally, you want everybody to come up together, right? So by year four, and that's why I talk about, like, in this time frame, in a four-year period, you want to compete because you should have guys that are good enough that are not going to make those mistakes that have already dropped the game uh, a possible game winning catch already so they're definitely not going to do that right in this clutch game where they need to to execute um this guy already has gotten beat with a um you know like a a weird guy in motion his his freshman season so now the, by the time he's a, a fifth year senior he's ready for it he's ready to he knows what's going to happen he can call their whole offense that's when you you know you can compete for bigger and better things, right? You can go be, go to a P five place and give them a, give them a run, because it doesn't matter if they're more talented, you know, one to one to five on the depth chart, because your guy knows it, right? He knows the whole play, he knows the whole playbook. He's not going to make any mistakes. Maybe he can't run as fast as that guy, but he's not going to get beat mentally, right? That's that's how you compete. Yeah, and and when you throw them into the fire too early you might start to stunt the development, especially when they're not able to mesh well, like you, you're saying. And and by stunting that that growth, you know, because it's, you know, a confidence thing because they got beat and they're like, well, I don't really know why I got beat, but but I, I thought I was supposed to do this thing when it, when actually I should have done this thing. That can stunt a player's growth if, if this coaching staff isn't there to say, hey, uh, you know, we, we just put you in there in a spot moment because we needed you, but hey, go, go back down to the to the practice yeah. squad or whatever. Um and and you know get some book learning on how to identify these plays you know instead of putting him out in the fire this early uh you know th- there's some indications there that that you don't have the talent to do it people are, are either getting hurt or you don't trust your your senior guys and you want to see these players unless they're like these elite guys you want to see these players show up as redshirt sophomores or, or even juniors especially along the line um, that tells you that that you're developing well. Uh, guys are are developing underneath these these um, seniors or underneath uh, these upperclassmen, and I don't think we're we're seeing that. Yeah, and to, again, that that encapsulates everything that we just said right now. That encapsulates kind of I think the issues with North Texas right now. We're a little bit out of balance. We're a little bit wobbly. That's why I didn't absolutely love some of the changes in philosophy because I think it kind of messes everything up just a little bit because. You know, if everybody's new to the system, you can't look at your senior, uh, you know, guy on the depth chart and be like, how do I run this route? Or when he calls this play, what am I doing? If you're both like, I don't know, man, I I, I don't remember. You know what I mean? Then then where are you? Kind of inverts the whole hierarchy there. It's difficult to do some things. None of that is uh, unovercomable, and it happens throughout college football every season. But uh, that's what I'm saying. We're like, we're year five of Seth Luttrell. You don't really expect that kind of thing. Um, at least not the same rate, you know, you expect the problems we I expect to have again, we're like, well, these guys haven't been in it. They're not ready yet. Um, but that's not the only thing we're experiencing, but, um, anyway, uh, Aldo, do you have any predictions for the game against UTEP, uh, as we wrap this up? 71 to three. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Cause I'm mad. Aldo's keys to victory. I just, you I'm, know, well, call, I'm not call telling play you who, four. <laughs> I like that. that was good. Uh, I'm not predicting who scores 71. I'm just saying the score is going to be yeah. 71 to three. 
you know, I'm incapable of the kind of embarrassment because we lost to that Portland State game, right? Like that, yeah, we were talking about levels of winning and losing, whatever. I'm incapable of being more embarrassed than that was watching that game, right? So, yeah, I mean, it was the literal worst. Yeah, it was. It was the absolute worst. So adjust your expectations accordingly, I guess, if you're like a younger listener or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. They would do, do the youngest uh, like freshman at North Texas right now, do they listen to podcasts? Or are they like going to TikTok for all the news? I don't know. I'm not part of that anymore. I need. I, need I, st- I still have audio tapes. <laughs> I put all my <laughs> podcasts on a cassette tape. Rewind. All right. Crank it up. Yeah. It's not because I have. Um, it's not because I'm a hipster. It's just that's all I got. <laughs> we should record a podcast to cassette just to do it again. <laughs> you know the record. The two buttons. <laughs> I found, Mess up, you got to rewind. I told, like, I found one like in storage or we're moving stuff around, kind of like, hey, where's my old sweater? And looked in, looking for stuff, right? I found a tape recorder like that, so I'm going to do that. I need to find a blank tape. I don't know where you get one nowadays. I'm going to do it. Uh, I don't know either. I, I don't, maybe at Radio Shack. Well, would they have one or Circuit Radio City? Sh- Radio Shack and Circuit City. <laughs> yeah, we have to go back in time to those places. So maybe. Oh, at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I. Um, when I was applying to colleges back in 2004, yeah. um, I was going to get, get do the School of Music. Um, yeah. I got into San Marcos, the Texas State School of Music down there, and I yeah. was in the middle of auditions at UT Austin. Uh, but I, I decided on a whim, hey, let's do North Texas. Uh, they got a good program up there, but I can do it. And then this is in guitar. And um, I sent in... I was going to make you sing when you had to just... La, la, la. <laughs> and so I, I had to make a demo tape, right? And yeah. so I had a a recorder. Uh, it was I want to say like eleven inches by six inches or so, because it ha- had a speaker on it. Yeah. Um, and so I used that to record my uh, audition tape to get into North Texas. And um, I did three songs. I think Take Five, uh, Blues and G, and then I don't remember what the other song was. I sent it in. And then I heard back, hey, we want you to come in. I was going to be up there, up in Denton anyway. I want, we want you to come in and uh, do it in person. And so I, I did that. I showed up. It was nighttime and uh, did the audition in person. I was excited because, I, hey, this is my next step into getting into the program. They were like, you know what? You're not what we're looking for. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, okay. Well, I'm going to play anyway. So right, thanks. <laughs> Wait, yeah. You, wait, you did you play it? You just walked up and they're just like, nah. Is that what oh no, doing? I played. I played okay. a couple of songs. You okay. know, they do like, hey, do some sight reading, t- doing okay. this, doing that, trying to test your uh, knowledge and abilities. Yeah. And uh, so it was like that sunking feeling. But anyway, the story Ooh. is, I, <laughs> it's not I, I had to make, <laughs> I had to make a cassette tape uh, recording uh, to send in for my edition. I had to make copies of it, like two or three copies. So you had to do a you cass- play it and record it on the other side like that. Is how you did well, it? I had that, and then my dad had um, a, a a bigger one um, um, with like a phonograph on top, a, a record player on the top, <laughs> and it, it was a tube, uh, uh, yeah. a cassette tape and record player, and so it had two cassettes that you could put in, one where you played it, and then you, the other one would record to that one, and so I had to make a couple of copies doing that. And this wasn't long ago. This was what yeah. sixteen years ago. Well, that's it wasn't long that long ago. Say it like that, right? Sixteen <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can record like amazing quality audio, you know, on your phone now, which is ridiculous. Because uh, at two thousand four, a phone didn't even do good calls, right? Listen to somebody on the phone. Like, yeah. yeah. I didn't even have a cell phone in two thousand four. I remember that. Like, cause it was like, uh, I think we're about you know same year. So like when I. I remember looking around like my freshman year in basketball and I had to call my mom or something like that to pick me up from, from the game. I looked around and I was like, I wonder if I can borrow some one of my friend's cell phones. And like two people had it. And by like my senior year, I looked around and everybody had like a Nokia, right? You know, or Nokia, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. They got, it was that quick. And then soon after, right, everybody had an iPhone. Uh, and now, you know, people can record HD video, like cinema quality movies on your phone. It's just ridiculous how quickly that happened. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And do I you remember. Have a, type... Do you have a copy of your audition tape? We should play it on the podcast. Just <laughs> I, I might look for it. I might look for it. <laughs> twangy, twangy, twang. Yeah, twangy, um, twang. yeah I mean, remember T nine? Yeah. 
and when it moved over to you know the iPhone, I was like, oh, that's not going to stick. I I would prefer to do T9, and then I tried I it, and I was like, was okay, that yeah. was amazing. <laughs> you know, like three taps on the two or whatever like that. You know, just like yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I was great at it. Yeah, and then our office phones under my desk. As <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You can't like type without looking on the iPhone. Mr. Martinez, uh, what's your uh, yeah, what was the answer to oh, number three? That looks like uh, you know, a square. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, the whole deal. Well, what that talent has translated to is in the office, uh, you know, we've got these Cisco phones, and when you're trying to look up somebody in the directory on the phone, you have to do the T9 tapping. Oh, and so everybody okay. else is is complaining, you know, the younger crowd is complaining of how to do that search. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> That's amazing. You're like, the, you're like you're basically Morse code guy. That's it. Like, <laughs> you know, like every movie has that scene. It's like oh, Morse code. <laughs> what is this? And like, oh, this? I can do it. <laughs> bring, bring in the guy. Bring in the T nine guy. There you go, man. You should work in government because that'll there's whatever. There's one thing. If it gets into government, it'll be there for like thirty eight years. Exactly. And so they'll need a guy to do that. Thing. So there you go. Job security. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a, a good evening of podcastery. Thank you for listening. Uh, sign up at mingreenation.com. You know, like I said, I said this before. Uh, I know I, I erased all the members. I gave everybody like uh, for free, basically. Uh, but we're gonna do the membership again, especially leading towards 2021. Um, hopefully, it's back to normal. Mingreenation.com will be back to normal. Sign up. There's a monthly. There's a yearly option. It helps us keep doing things like this. Podcast hosting costs me money, etc. That kind of deal. Um, you know. Thanks for listening. Go Green. Go Green.